episode of the rookie and the vet this is david what's going on guys my name's nick and we are here with another episode for you today hey so we survived this uh, hurricane dorian okay i guess yeah yeah we did we did all right i hope uh praying for the people down there in uh in the bahamas that's yeah. very devastating man i saw some of the images man that's Scary. crazy right it's we were very fortunate very fortunate you know I've, i'm it's funny that you mentioned that because i've been seeing a lot of the memes like oh the meteorologist got it wrong and uh, making fun of them and like oh this t- storm was nothing it's like people just lost their like lives down sure. there in the in the bahamas and they lost everything man we should be really really grateful and appreciative of the fact that you know we still have electricity and we're alive you know that's sure yeah. absolutely yeah so. and i mean i'm not gonna lie man i mean i was kind of glued to the tv the whole time yeah. that this was going on and uh at first i felt like you know man this is just going on and on and on and on but I mean, I think it was a good social experiment in, you know, making sure people are prepared. I mean, yeah. you know, y- you take the pla- a place like the Bahamas, like they were as prepared as they can be, but it's not as easy for them to just jump in a car and, you know, we can drive further into the United right. States. Like as far as our car let us go, you know, right. we're, we're, we're based here in Florida for those who don't know, you know, so we could drive a long ways, but, you know, the people in the Bahamas, man, where, where are they going to go? Right, you and know, on an island, twenty-five feet of storm surge is going to chase you no matter where you're at. That's so, terrible. Yep. That's terrible. Well, let's get into today's uh, topic. What are we talking about today, Nick? So today we're going to talk about commitment. Last week we talked about uh, what did we talk about last week? David? We talked about you know starting a business and the things that goes into starting the business and the expectations. Sure, so absolutely. This week, kind of a continuation of that, we'll talk about commitment and the commitment you need to have to continue to. St- start that business and to make sure that your goals and are everything and are in line and the commitment that's needed to whatever your goals may be in life, whether it's school work, whatever it is, the commitment that's necessary to make sure that you are achieving what you set out to do. And I think, you know, when you talk about commitment, I always hear people say, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but commitment is kind of like, you know, where do you really stand after the newness and the excitement of whatever it is right. kind of wears off? Like it's always exciting and, and exhilarating when you, you know, you're start a new business, you have a new job, maybe you're in a new relationship, but eventually that newness is going to wear off and the, 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 you know, reality of it is going to become present. And that's where commitment really comes into play and, and, you know, how serious you really are about whatever it is we're talking about here. Right. It's like the honeymoon phase. Sure. <laughs> Whenever that honeymoon phase wears off, you're kind of left with the substance of what, what it is. So I think for me, commitment, what commitment means to me is when things get tough, kind of like when that honeymoon type of phase wears off, when I, I truly believe commitment is when you're, when is it, you're in difficult times, when you have a very difficult time. Sure. When it would be easier to give up that's commitment to me yeah. when it would be easier to give up and say, man, like I'm, I'm in a goal or I'm making a, a video or whatever it is, man, it would just be easier to just give up. It would be easier to just not do this when you keep going to me, that's commitment. And sometimes, you know, it, it's, it's different levels of commitment yeah. too. You know, I mean, there's one thing when let's say, for example, you start a business and it's just yourself and you, you kind of, it's like, it's just you. You either make it or break it. Yeah. You don't really have anybody to blame it on if you don't. You don't really have anybody to... Yeah. Um, but, but then the flip side of that is what about when you have people that work for you 
And, you know, there is a certain level of commitment that you're going to get from them, but it's never going to be the same level of commitment typically that you put into this, for example, this business yourself. Yeah. And that can be very taxing and trying sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's where you really have to decide, man, am I 100% into this thing or not? Because it, it can be almost, uh, I always use the old Staples Easy button, but I call it the reset button. Yeah. Like sometimes you got to reset yourself and say, hey, look, this is what I'm committed to doing. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to figure out a way to make it work. Right. That's the most important thing. Finding a way to make it work. You know, it's not going to always be rainbows and sh- sunshine and flowers. You know what I mean? Even when you're doing something that you enjoy doing for you, it's DJing for me, it's video. There's going to be times where you don't want to. There's oh, I really don't want to do this. You know what I mean? And you have to find a way to to muster up that, you know, the commitment to it and muster up the energy to kind of do it and keep pushing forward and have the fortitude to, to see it realized. And I think, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of what we're talking about right now is like emotional commitment, but there's also that structural commitment yeah. that comes into play as well. Uh, just uh, ironically, last night I was having a conversation with somebody and we were talking about the difference between playing business and being in business. And, you know, we were defining playing business as all the fun things like, yeah. you know, designing a website and going and right. get business cards and all of these little, you know, getting a logo made and getting a T-shirt with your logo on it. Like those yeah. are all fun things. Yeah. But when it comes down to getting into the trenches and like, okay, like we all know there's no such thing as open and they will come. You know what I mean? Like right. you really got to put in the work and, and that's when you start. That's, uh, uh, to me, a, pr- a professional commitment to the business that you've decided to get into, right. which is saying, look, I, I, after all of that stuff, now I got to knuckle down and I got to understand how am I going to really market my business so that I can get clients? What type of advertising am I going to be using yeah. in order to attract the client that we're looking for, which is part of what we talked about in our last podcast as well. And, you know, how am I going to balance financially a budget to be able to stay in business. Right. And these are these are all different f- tracks if you will of commitment that as a business owner you got to be willing to well commit yourself yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not fun. You know what I mean? No, not at all. When you have to sit down and, and budget yourself and really create a financial plan and a, f- analyze your finances and stuff like that. And man, are we really, you know, profiting off of this or marketing yourself or, you know, I have a meeting, you know, to go over my taxes and how we're taxing my business on Monday. I don't want to do that. That kind of stuff to me, especially as a creative person, sure. you know, for me, that's it's like pulling teeth. But you ha- it, it's a necessity and it's a necessity that if you're if you really want this and you really want to continue to um, be a legitimate business entity there's there's things that you have to do that you're not going to want to do and better find a way to do them well and the yeah, reality of it is you know you 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 make a commitment to that creative side of yourselves and you know i think all of us within the industry that we're in have that level of creativity within us and and we love our craft you know and we're committed to getting better and yeah. you know for you learning how to shoot better learning how to edit Absolutely. better for us learning how to you know maybe mix music better or maybe how to interact better with our clients at, at events and things like that um, but again, that goes back to those are all the fun, shiny, pretty things that everybody sees. Right. Um, but when when you're sitting in your office or, or your office space, if you will, if you don't have an actual office, you still have somewhere that you're sitting down to do business. And like you said, you're sitting down and you're kind of doing the stuff that's 
mundane and boring and you don't really want to do it, but you have to have that same level of commitment to those things in order to, you know, last. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And then another good point, especially for me, especially as being someone who's young um, in this industry, um, that another commitment that I've had to notice is a is a commitment to myself and my time, but also uh, what does that detract from? It might detract from a social life. Right. Uh, it might detract from time with your family or time with your friends. Like one thing that I've noticed a lot in the in the beginning stages of of my business and the commitment that uh, I've had to make is that I really don't have a lot of time for my friends and my social life and. It's a lot of things. Uh, sacrifice is another thing that I think that kind of plays into commitment. Um, I've had to give up a lot of the things. You know, a lot of my friends like to go out, you know, Friday night, Saturday night. You know, yeah. oh, let's go out, you know, to the beach bars or let's go do this or let's go do that. And it's like, like, I got to work or I'm either working or I'm working on my craft. You know, what I mean, right. and by no means am I saying don't have a social life, but the balance between that, like you, you have to be able to kind of give and take. And when push comes to shove and you have to kind of get your stuff done something's got to give you know what i mean well and to your point like i think it's important to you know keep that commitment on both sides you know what i mean because if you do have a family if you have a spouse if you have children or or anything at all like that even if you just have a a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever like if you have other significant people in your life there there is that level of commitment to saying hey i'm going to give to them you know, a, a certain amount of my time as well, but I'm going to be smart about my time so that I'm able to give time to them. Right. I'm able to give time to my business and I'm able to make all of this work without staying up 24 hours. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not one or the other. You know what I mean? I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh, I have to work 20 hours out of the day and, and four hours of sleep. It's like, you need to find the balance in your life that's going to be able to, you know, provide that for you. For me, you know, the hardest thing, you know, I have a lot of friends that, that you know, want my, want my time and, you know, I have to give my time and be, how I allocate my time is important. Um, but I found that, you know, making a plan and scheduling and that kind of thing, it can be really helpful in that. Um, and just making sure that I have my goals, like I have daily goals, little daily goals that I, that I hold myself to and I, ch- I check those off and I find that a uh, combination of macro and micro goals for the day really help me kind of make sure I'm on track doing what I need to do and make sure that, you know, every, no one's, I'm not disappointed. I'm not letting anyone down. You know what I mean? Like everyone's taken care of, including myself, including my business, my friends and family. Hey guys, you're listening to David and Nick on the rookie and the vet podcast. We're talking about commitment today. We'll be right back in just a moment. Guys, you are back with the Rookie and the Vet podcast. Today, we are talking about commitment. You know, Nick, earlier you were talking about um, sacrifices and, and the amount of time in the beginning that it takes. It yeah. triggered a memory I had of, I can remember, and of course, now I'm going to date myself here, so don't <laughs> make fun of me, but I can remember when I, when I first uh, started my company and uh, I was living, uh, a prob- my parents still lived in town. They, they've since moved out of town, but they were living in town. Um, I was a brand new father. I had a young, you know, young child and everything. Uh, two young children, actually. And wow. 
um, I would ask my dad to come down. So you got uh, you got to realize this. Like I was still working. I we talked about this on the very first podcast. Yeah. I was still working at the Place CD Warehouse like 60 hours a week, right? Wow. And then I would come home. I would ask my dad to come down, okay? Um, and he would basically watch my children because my wife at the time was had a job that was working in the evenings, okay? So yeah. he would come down. He would watch the children for me, and I would literally lock myself in the bedroom. And I know that you guys in your, de- your decade and your generation probably don't know about these things, but we had fax machines, <laughs> And instead of emails and, and text messages and tweets and all that Instagram. other stuff, <laughs> we had fax machines. Yeah. And so I would literally sit in my my bedroom at you know, at my home and I would just fax out these little flyers that I made. And of course we didn't even have Photoshop then yet. So we were making yeah. flyers on like Microsoft Word and wow. man, if I could find some of those old flyers you'd probably laugh at the, the, yeah. the <laughs> design of them. But they worked. I mean they were effective and they yeah. were part of the um they were part of what helped launch our company because I would literally just sit there and I would just fax these things. And, and at the time, it was kind of like we were promoting this summer pool party tour that we were doing okay. at apartment communities and things like that. Um, and then the other part of that would be when I would do a bridal show or a wedding show and we would get a lead list from all of the, the brides who attended. And, 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 you know, that evolution of that has changed quite a bit. Like, Back then, like if you got a list of like three or four hundred people, it was like three or four hundred, four hundred, excuse me, three or four hundred solid people who were actually more than likely a bride and groom. Where now, yeah. sometimes you'll go to a bridal show and you'll get like a lead list of like seven hundred people, right. and like six hundred of them will be the entourage, and a hundred of them will right. be <laughs> actual, you know, people. couples getting married. <laughs> yeah. Right. But but anyways, the point being is that I would sit there and and, and man. Um, talk about work ethic like i would literally sit there from about six probably about six thirty, because i figured by then people either were done eating dinner or maybe were about to start eating dinner which hopefully i didn't catch the ones that were and i would go from like six thirty to about nine o'clock i wouldn't go much later than nine o'clock because i felt like that probably was was breaking into being disrespectful to calling people, but I would go right down the list. Hey, this is David from Y Entertainment. We saw you at the bridal show. Hope you had a great time. Yeah. Not sure if you're looking for entertainment or not, but wow. if you are, we'd love to talk to you. And just bam, 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 just right down that list. You know what I mean? And of course, tons of no's. I right. mean, that, that's part of yeah. that's all the numbers game that, that sales is, you know, and, and yeah. being businesses. Tons of no's. But then I would get those yeses. But even the no's, the people were very nice. And I never, you know, I was always polite. Okay, great. Glad to hear it. You yeah. know, if they if they already had somebody hired and they tell me who they were, awesome. They're great. They're going to do a great job for you, whatever. And people were very pleasant, you know. And then the ones that, w- that you know, were looking for entertainment, we would talk a little bit. We would set an appointment, things like that. But this would just go on and on and on and on. And, and that's really how I built my business. Wow. And, um, you know, we we find ourselves kind of doing things like that now, but I think it's so much faster because everybody wants an email back or everybody wants a text message back. And you don't find that people want to physically talk to you as much as they as they used to. And and I hope that kind of changes, you know, as as kind of the generations move on and as people realize that, um, you know, when you when you email stuff to people when you when, when there's that electronic 
the delivery, however it may take place, yeah. and not that physical conversation, there's a lot that's missed out. You in, lose the human connection. Right? Yeah, there's a lot that's yeah. missed out in the connection. Yep. They don't necessarily be able to really understand your passion about what you're doing. Right. Let's be honest. Anybody that's doing what we're doing in the industry we're doing it in is probably very passionate Absolutely. about what they're doing. They may not always be passionate or even realize that they're passionate about being a business yet, but they're definitely passionate about what they're doing. Exactly. No matter what it is. Um, that story, Dave, David, honestly has been so inspirational to me and not to be a fanboy, but I think about it a lot. It's like, you know, when I'm sitting and doing my thing and marketing myself and working on my business, I was like, man, that story always kind of resonated with me. Like that's the work ethic and that's kind of the dedication that it takes to do that. And it's not glamorous. You know what no, I mean? Not at all. That's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of come ups, you know, you notice that big bands and people and all of these celebrities, you don't see this that come up and that struggle. And because it's not glamorous, but it's there and it happened. And it's like you have to realize that you don't go from zero to 100. There's so much in between yeah. that the struggle of trying to make it happen like i'll look back 10 years 15 years from now like yeah i was editing videos on a fold-out table in my parents uh in my parents house you know in in my bedroom you know sure, what i mean sure. like that's what it, that's it's not glamorous at all but everyone starts out somewhere but that dedication and that commitment that's what's gonna the you're, you doing that is what's gonna is why you are where you are and that's why you know that struggle is where why people get to where they're getting to and that commitment to that is what gets them there yeah no absolutely and i and i think that you know when you when you're able to see the rewards of that hard work and the rewards of that effort hopefully that solidifies that commitment yes. to saying hey you know what i am on the right path i am doing the right things and I'm going to continue to keep doing them. And a term that's used in business a lot, I'm going to scale them so that I can scale my business, you yeah. know. And uh, But let's talk a little bit about what happens when you're committed as hell, but nothing seems to be going your way, you that's know. The hardest, that's the hardest time. And that's where that's what make, makes, or makes or breaks people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's really what it is. And you have to... Like that's, that's, that's commitment to me is when things, when it's easier to give up, when it's easier to quit, when it's easier to, it would be easier to just end this. It would be easier to end this and move on to something else. That's commitment. And to be able to maintain the mindset, like I'm, I, I, I know what I'm doing is of worth. I know that what I'm doing is valuable to somebody and I am putting something out into the world that I know is worthy of people's time and attention. And if you keep that mindset, I really feel like that's what continues to propel you. Even when things are dark, the skies are black, you're you're, you're questioning everything. I think that's really what the uh, your commitment to yourself. I notice when I when I hear a lot of people that the successful people that made it in in their industry talk, the one thing that they always say is, "I believed in myself." You know, I believed in it before anyone else did. And I continue to believe in it even when other people didn't. You know what I mean? That's important. Um, there was, I forgot who it was, Starbucks, the owner of Starbucks. He pitched his uh, the business model of Starbucks to, I think like, I don't even know how many, it was hundreds of investors. And he got so many no's, but he, c he believed in it so much and he continued to pursue and continued to push. And eventually, 
look what happened. I mean, I wouldn't mind being one of those right? initial investors <laughs> in <laughs> yeah, Starbucks, exactly. man. That would have that would have been super sweet, man. But yeah, no, absolutely. And and I mean, you know, it's uh, like you said, you know, it's it's believing in yourself even when nobody else does. And yes, that could possibly be the hardest part of all of it. And you know, that's when sometimes you need to look for safety nets. So yeah. you know, think about some safety nets. Like number one, I think is don't set goals so lofty that you make it so difficult to achieve those goals. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with having like these big major goals, like yeah. you said, um, but let's break them down. And like you said, the micro and mm -hmm. macro goals, Absolutely. like let's break them down to more achievable chunks, but yeah. still having that, that long-term goal yes. in mind. The vision. Yeah. Right. But you know, it's like, I, I know, you know, we talk about it on this podcast over and over again about the zero to 100 thought process. Yeah. But if your goal is 100 and your skill, your knowledge, your resources only allow you to get to 50, instead of looking at it as failure, look at it as that you're already halfway there. That's a really good point. You know dude. what I'm saying? Yes. You're already halfway there. So that's not failure. No. That's just not quite success that you're ready for yet. And right. it might be because you are actually not ready for that success. That's such a good point. And honestly, just kind of circle back to the point you made of how you keep your commitment in your dark times. I think that's huge is looking back and saying, look how far back, look how far I've come. You know what I mean? Like if I were to look back at myself a year ago, I was making videos on a D3300, you know, a very entry level camera for those that aren't Over in my the head. industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but if you look back on yourself, even a, a year, six months, three months, whatever it is, if you look back and see how far you've come, I think you could already see like, okay, I am moving in a direction that is you know, desirable, or I'm moving in a direction that I'm happy with. Like if I look at m my own personal picture, not to make this about me, but like if I look three months back at what I'm doing versus what I'm doing now, completely different. Night, night and day. day. Absolutely. Jinx. So, and even if you're not, even if you don't achieve what you're, you want, I mean, in that time, you can, as long as you're monitoring and seeing some progression and you can look back and say, yes, I've made some progress. That's a win. And when you think about growth, too, you got to realize that, you know, growing your business also requires you to grow as a person. So yes. there's that simultaneous, you know, growth going on. And, and that's why I kind of alluded to what I said was sometimes the reason why, you know, you haven't achieved what you want to achieve yet. And it doesn't matter whether you're a religious person or not, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in the universe, whatever. But whatever it is that you believe in yeah. has just not allowed you to get there yet because you're not ready for it yet. Right. And that's important. It's an important pill to swallow yeah. and to accept and say, OK, um, then what do I need to do to become the person I need to be to be ready for that next level? Yes. Right. So uh, our first safety net is like those uh, setting those goals that are major and minor. When we come back, we'll talk about more safety nets. You're listening to the Rookie in the Vet podcast. This is David. That's Nick. We'll be right back. Rookie in the Vet podcast. David was talking about safety nets before the break. And David, 
Do you have any other ideas we can bring Yeah, in? I did. I had a few other things I wanted to throw out there. I think uh, another suggestion uh, for what I'm calling safety nets is to really find uh, almost like a mentor. Find somebody that can help you along the way. And you, you, you know it may be more than one mentor. Yeah. Because you may need to find somebody that can help you work on yourself personally. And then you may also need to find somebody that can help you achieve the things that you're looking to achieve in business. Absolutely. You know, I always, I always uh, have subscribed to the fact that I don't ever want to take advice from somebody who's not doing as well as I am and whatever it is that I want to do better at. Yeah. I want to make sure I say it that way because I'm not trying to insult anybody or anywhere along the where they are in life. Right. But at the end of the day, um, it, would, it would almost kind of be like me coming to you for business advice, yeah. right? And it's like <laughs> it's like no offense, right, but no, like not eh, I'm not sure you're yeah. the you're the most qualified person, right? Um, but that doesn't That's mean true. that you're not a great person. That right. doesn't mean that you may not have that personal advice. That yes. doesn't mean that you may not have just some advice based right. on where you are in life. Because sometimes when you've been doing something for so long, um, you know the old saying: you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, I don't ever want to be an old dog. Like I always yeah. want to learn new tricks. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So sometimes you got to get with somebody who's a little bit not quite as seasoned as you are, seasoned as you are, excuse me, uh, to maybe learn some of those tricks, right? Yeah. But I think it's vitally important that you find somebody that you can trust, trust. that you can depend on, yes. that you can rely on, somebody that's equally invested in this situation with you. Yes. And there's a lot of people out there that will sell you advice and will sell you their time and this, right. that, and the other thing. And hey, let's be honest, there's nothing wrong with being a consultant. And that's essentially, to me, what that boils down to yeah. is when you get paid to offer advice, you're basically a consultant, right. no matter how you look at it. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Um, but I think in the beginning stages of, of starting a new business, there's already going to be enough expenses and already going to be enough um, put on you in the beginning in the first place. I don't know that hiring a consultant is necessarily important then. Yeah. Maybe once you you know get to a certain level and you feel like you've peaked out at the level that you're going to peak out to, again, goes back to the same thing because of either your knowledge, your skill, your financial resources, or any other resources that you have, that might be a point in time where you need to say, okay, I need to now find a consultant that can help me get over this next level, get over this next hump. But in the beginning, just finding somebody, like I said, a mentor, somebody that's willing to take you under their wings. Now, in order to do that, sometimes you got to eat crow. Sometimes you got to be willing to say, look, I will do whatever I have to do. If that means work for free, yeah. if that means putting yourself in, a, in, in an uncomfortable situation, I don't mean like any way offensively, but just, right. you know, doing something that maybe you're not 100% comfortable doing, but um, because of your personality or something like that right. is what I mean by that. Like, I really want to stress, like, that's all I mean by that. Um, you know, you may have to do those things in order to, to circumvent not having to pay for that person's time or pay for their knowledge right. or, or whatever that case may be. I mean, that's kind of the situation we're in right now. Absolutely. I mean, and David is somebody, honestly, you talk about s you need someone that you can trust. I know for a fact that if I bring my content or something or business idea or something to David, 
he's going to shoot me straight. He's not going to beat around the bush and say, oh, you know, oh, this might work or that's fine. It's like he's going to say, no, dude, this is garbage. Don't even bother doing it. Luckily, I haven't had to say that right. too much. <laughs> yeah. But you need you need people and a, a generally a circle in your life of people that are you can trust. They're going to say, dude, shoot me straight. Is this even good or, or what am I doing with this? Or and they'll tell you like, no, man, don't don't bother with that. That's good. But I'm, I'm lucky that I found that in David. And and I believe Tony Robbins said it the best was if you you know, if you want to be like somebody yeah, or you if you want aspire to to be uh, someone, find someone that's already done it, right? And and follow their template, what they've done. No, that's exactly as a it. successful business owner. You know, you've demonstrated that you you know you know what you're doing. You know, I've found someone that's done it. You know, and how do I do? Well, all right. Well, what can I do to you know? Yeah, like you mentioned, like the mentorship thing, like how, what can I do, you know, can, how can I work to, you know, build this relationship so we can, you know, mutually benefit from this. You know, I think that's kind of been, well, it's been awesome for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, to, no, to absolutely. And I think, you know, br- you, you brought up the Tony Robbins thing. I think, yeah, absolutely. If you want to get somewhere in life, find somebody that's there right. and learn from them. Don't, you know, don't necessarily just try to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. I mean, a lot of times people will do that. And let's be honest. I mean, that's going to be hard. A lot of times, you know, just being real, a lot of times there's people out there that don't want to help. Right. You know, maybe, you know, and, and, and here's a, here's a real, what I would like to probably coin as a pro tip is don't necessarily look for it in your own market or don't necessarily look for it in your own industry. Yeah. You know, um, because sometimes people in your own market, may look at you as new competition and so why would they want to help you and and i kind of i kind of get that a little bit you know what i mean um but there is you know you know we have never been in a better time ever when it comes to finding knowledge yeah like think about that information you can go go on the internet and anything you could come up with you can find a video you can find a workshop you can find an expert (laughs) you can find uh, what else? A podcast. Anything. You can find a blog. Yeah, you books, can find a vlog. Everything. You can find a book. Yep. Yeah, like you can find classes yeah. on l- virtually almost anything. So information is out there, you know, and it's readily accessible. I mean, very accessible. Yeah. But I think again, you know, going back to that human touch thing, which we we talked about a little bit earlier, it is really good to have that human touch, and so it is good to try to connect with. Um, somebody else. So how can you do that? There's a lot of different ways you can do that. I mean, there are conferences that happen, you know, all over the place. You know, there was a podcast conference in Orlando that unfortunately we missed that I really want us to try to go to the next time because there's all kinds of podcasters there that are far, far advanced in podcasting than we are. And I'd love to learn from them. I'd love to learn the things from them that we need to be able to take this podcast to the next level. Yeah. You know, and you have to be willing to want to learn yeah i think i think that's that goes without saying like you have to there there's you have to already inside say i like there's people in that are doing this better than i am and how can i learn from them and how can i take little snippets and bits of what they've done apply that to myself to be to become my own unique entity but then also to continue to to grow uniquely i've been in this industry for 20 plus years i'm going to a conference in november with people that you know, this is next level. This is me saying, Hey, look, I want to level up myself just because I've been doing it as long as I have. Doesn't mean that I've reached 
the you know mountaintop of what I can do yet. I know there's more that's out there. I know there's more that I can do. And even in the amount of time and the amount of experience that I have into this, I'm not naive to think that there isn't. Right. You know, so yeah. you know it doesn't matter what stage. And I think that's an, another point that's worth really kind of. Uh, addressing is yeah. it doesn't matter what stage you are in your business Absolutely. you can always grow you can always learn um, and I want to circle back around just for a second to that safety net of finding that mentor finding that support system because sometimes um, you know you're just going to have a bad day you're yeah. just going to have either a bad experience um, you might wake up on, on the wrong side of the bed I mean who knows what it what the reason might be but, you know, you're going to have a, a bad day. And so sometimes it's good. That's why I mentioned sometimes it's good to have two or more, more than one because you, you want to keep the, the business mentor. You want to really try to keep that very business. Not you can't have a personal relationship with that person. Um, but, you know, really when you're with them, you really want to be focusing on business yeah, with them. Absolutely. You know, but when you're when you're having that rough day, when you're having those second thoughts, when you're having those doubts, that's when you kind of need that other side of things. And it's not necessarily really a good idea to have it be a family member either. Right. I'll be honest with you. It really is smart for it not to be a family member because they're going to have whatever whatever that kind of day-to-day life looks like. They're going to have all of that stuff too yeah. to really utilize and how they respond to what you're going through, yeah. you know? And a family member is always going to be like, oh, buck her up, camper. You'll be okay, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or they're going to be like, shut the hell up. We hear this all the time. Just yeah. get out there and work harder. You know what I mean? Like you may not necessarily get that that um, warm and fuzzy that you just need sometimes. Right. From a, you know, you may not get that from a family member. Yeah. So it's sometimes good to have, um, you know, have that other person that you can just talk to. And every once in a while, you may be able to combine the two. Um, but I just feel like you might get a little bit more out of having a, a little bit of a balance between the two. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Um, you know, so I think those are some really solid safety nets and in, in what can really help you as far as, you know, when we're talking about commitment and when you're in the different stages of, y- you know, again, whether it's uh, and, and realistically, a lot of this stuff we're talking about could be applied to not just business like we mentioned in the very Absolutely. beginning of the podcast it could you know? be anything you know it could be mentioned to it could be related to you know personal life as yes, well absolutely you know school is a big one i know for a lot of my friends sure. at school um you know wanting to give up you know it's hard you know what i mean there's no doubt about it that you're going to have adversity in school and you're, there's going to be times you're saying man it would just be easier to quit and go do something else but coming back to seeing how far you've come you know oh man i've made it but i've made it through this and this and this okay i can keep going and having a support system is is really good so there's always that unicorn in the room that has done everything and everything's come by them very easily and they've never struggled they've never had a hard time again that's the unicorn in the room yeah i think uh i would challenge that anybody listening who you know is maybe further along in their career or further along in a situation where you visibly see somebody struggling and understand that sometimes people are really good at hiding it too yeah but let's just talk about when you physically see somebody struggling i challenge people who were in that place at one point in time in their lives to really say hey maybe this is my opportunity to just put my arm around somebody and say hey you know what can i do to help what what can i you know can i just be a shoulder to cry on can i be an ear to listen to can i be somebody for you to vent to 
can I offer you some suggestions or advice or whatever? So, you know, if you see that opportunity, don't let it go by the wayside. Don't just look at it as like, oh, you rookie, you'll learn sooner or later. You know what I mean? Like really take the opportunity to help somebody. I'm not saying completely change your total life and your total plan for that day. Right. But that, you know, it could be a five minute conversation that you could have with somebody that could totally change their life. Or it could at least change the course of where their life was going to be going to at that point in time. And and that's that's awesome. I mean, there's no dollar value. There's no, like, consulting value that I feel yeah. like you can put on being able to say, you know, hey, I feel good because I was able to help this person get over this hump. Doesn't mean that that person's not going to have a bunch of other humps to get over, and maybe you help them with those, and maybe they find somebody else to help them with those. But right here, right now, that was the hump they needed help to get over, and you were the person to help them. So don't cheat that person, and don't cheat okay. yourself out of the self-appreciation of having the opportunity to do that. And from a macro perspective, if more people were like that, I feel like the world would be such a better place. Can it, couldn't disagree with that at all. Yeah, so... Well, I think we've done really well on this one here as far as, you know, just talking about, you know, some different ideas for commitment. Great points. Uh, I hope people have uh, really gotten something out of this one. I've gotten a lot out of it myself just talking through the things, which is what's, this is almost like therapy. It really is. You know what I mean? It's kind of cool. I love it. I love it a lot. And as a closing thought, you know, if if you were experiencing any adversity or hardship, uh, any words of encouragement I can give you, just, just keep soldiering on. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be afraid to reach out to absolutely. us. You know, we, we always try to include our contact information and yeah. everything we put out there. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us if we can offer any help, any assistance, mm-hmm. just any pat on the back, man. That's absolutely. part of what we're here for. It's not this. We don't want this to be a one way conversation. I think, right. you know, we want to have that dialogue back from our yes. listeners. So not only can we feel confident that we're moving in the right direction with the content, but also so that we know if there's things that we need to address that we haven't already, we'll take the time to do that. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Rookie and the Vet podcast. My name is David. I'm Nick. And we can't wait to see you guys real soon. Take care, guys. It's been good.